to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by Life Bank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. In the past several weeks, there have been events and situations that have made us feel more fearful than normal. The devastating number of deaths from COVID, the contentious election and the storming of the Capitol are not only concerning, but can induce real fear and worry. Hi, you're listening to episode 47 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. I think you all would agree that the past year has been filled with concern and has been difficult to maneuver, to say the least. Much like the feelings we experience when grieving, a heightened sense of anxiety or worry can easily become overwhelming and hard to manage. Here to provide some helpful insights is Alyssa Berman, LifeBank Senior Bereavement Services Counselor. Thank you, Alyssa, for being here and helping us to remain calm (laughs) during such strange times. My pleasure. Alyssa, we know that fear and grief can be so profound. And then add on top of that, the many things going on in the world today. Can you explain to us a little bit about the nuts and bolts of what fear is and how it is connected to anxiety? Absolutely. The irony is fear is actually necessary for life, and yet it can really be so crippling for us. And on the other hand, it turns out that welcoming our fears and acknowledging them is actually the best way to deal with them. And so events like what happened at the Capitol or obviously our year of COVID evoke many responses, sadness, fear, anger, you know, hoping that we won't get an illness or hoping that what happened at our capital won't happen locally. We often then find ourselves worrying about family and friends and, and this fear kind of, you know, runs the gamut from those like small things that nag us to these enormous challenges that we face in life. But the reality is the fear itself is something really ancient and ingrained. And it, you know, it exists as a survival mechanism in nature. And it helps us become aware of threats and then triggers those responses that we're all familiar with, you know, as fight, flight, or freeze. And what we know is that there's a real complexity between, you know, how our brain functions and fear and all of those things. Um, But it's not like a one-shot deal. You can't say, here's what you need to do to help you with fear. We kind of look at it now as a very complex thing. And so we try to use many approaches to deal with it. And fear and anxiety are really closely connected. Anxiety, as we know, is an incredibly common, if not universal, experience. I mean, we know there are many things that make us anxious. But those aren't necessarily things we're afraid of. So, for example, somebody may feel anxious before a job interview, but you may not be afraid of going to the interview. So we think of the difference between fear and anxiety as a matter of degree. It's kind of a way to distinguish between a threat and a challenge. You know, taking that exam may be challenging, but it's not threatening. So 
you know, most people experience anxiety, which can be kind of this low level, ongoing, episodic event. And so what happens often is people will seek counseling or sometimes medication to deal with it. The irony is that fear often, you know, kind of underlines that anxiety. And what I really appreciate is this quote by C.S. Lewis in the book, A Grief Observe. He said, no one ever told me that grief felt so much like fear. That is a great quote. Grief and fear are like two sides on the same coin, right? Absolutely. But what are some tools other than finding a great quote our listeners can use to face the fear and not let it overcome and overwhelm them? So here's the kind of oxymoron over it with it, excuse me, is that you kind of have to welcome it. It's like when we talk about having an open door policy at work. It's the acknowledgement of there it is. And instead of pushing it away, kind of look at it with a sense of compassion and vulnerability and gentleness. And believe it or not, it helps reduce fear and anxiety. When people say to me, I've been fighting my fear and anxiety for 25 years, my response to them is, clearly that's not working. So it's time to stop fighting. I often work with people and talk about touching it and letting it go. So when you feel a fear and it presents itself to you, acknowledge it. Don't push it away. Take a look, acknowledge it, and say, I let it go. Um, This is not a be-all solution, but when we start to try to fight it and push it away, it gets bigger. So other things we can do is not beat yourself up. We tend to blame ourselves for our fears and anxiety. They are just human responses to the human condition. I really encourage people to suspend those harsh self-judgments and not to expect to conquer fear in one breath. You know, it takes time. And so part of that is actually taking time for yourself. When we push ourselves hard and don't make time for ourselves, fear grows in that environment. So take a walk, drink a good cup of coffee or tea, or like so many people are doing, absorbing themselves in television. Anything like that can actually help. Um, Just make the fear a little less prevalent. In addition, I encourage people to do something different. Alter your routine and take yourself off autopilot. It may make you a little more anxious when you change your routine, but it also makes you more aware of what's going on around you, and that can help with fear. You want to also celebrate your victories. So if you've been hesitant to do something, but you did it once, acknowledge that. Sometimes I'll have people make a catalog of their fears, like list them so you can get to know them. And just recognize that they're there and what triggers them. So that way you know when they come up, oh, this is one of those moments. And you recognize it and you can face it. The other piece, too, that's really important, and we've actually talked about this in previous podcasts, is remembering humor. One of the best antidotes to fear is humor in the sense of celebrating life and, you know, just being able to kind of laugh at yourself. And life on its own provides, you know, a lot of humor and encounters and sometimes hard when you're afraid, but it's also really hard to be afraid when you're smiling. Finally, I think it's really important to accept help. We need to talk to somebody. It doesn't have to be a professional, 
but you've heard me say, I think on the podcast, that while we are all in the same storm, we are all in different boats. And so we need to be able to talk to each other and just acknowledge what we're going through. Opening the door to our fear and anxiety, being curious about it is incredibly important because then we can create space around it and it doesn't feel so overwhelming. You know, I think humor and then knowing what our triggers are, are great ways to cope with fear. How can we transform fear into something useful in our life? So there are a few things we can do. I'm going to offer people some tools, but then there's something that I want to share that we I would do with donor families through their grief, which is if you have the ability to be able to help other people, again, not because you're a professional, but because you're a friend and a colleague, um, it's incredibly transformative for you. So even the most fearful person can lend a hand to somebody else in the right circumstance. And when you have the chance and the ability to help. Just being there for someone else can change your experience of your own anxiety and fear. It can be as simple as taking a walk, if that's something you're doing these days, or sitting in silence. It can be as simple as making a phone call, having a Zoom conversation, and you transform it for yourself as well. Because what you find is that many of our fears are shared. And if I'm helping you through the shared that I have with you, I'm helping myself also. So when we are begin to notice other people who share these experiences with us, it really does impact for the positive, our own um, depression, anxiety, and fear. Um, the reality is, is fear contains a tremendous amount of energy, and it actually can be a tremendous source of courage because when something makes us afraid, it also perks us up and makes us more aware. So the other thing you can do in addition to helping others is thinking, what can I do with my fear? Some of the things that you can do with it, as I said before, is recognize it, kind of know what it is, what makes you anxious, jot down those ideas, those fears and feelings, and then say, okay, now that I see it, now that I feel it, what can I do with it? And so you often, one of the ways to transform those fears is to play it out. Well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Can I do anything to change the situation that frightens me? And am I afraid of something happening now? Or is it something that I'm afraid is going to happen in the future? And the reason why that's important, and I always remind people, there is no amount of worry or fear that we could have right now that's going to change the future. Unless, you know, I, I have some time travelers here because nothing we worry about today can change the future. So when you sit with the fear, ask yourself, like, how does this feel in my body? You know, when does my fear increase? When does it subside? And when we can identify that, we have actually have the capacity to change it, to act on it, and to soothe ourselves. And then finally, this may sound like a strange thing to say, but we have to really own it, sit with it, and realize that there isn't a whole lot of difference between fear and grief and really look at, you know, who's afraid here? What is there to be afraid of? And know that the thoughts that you have around fear and around what's going on is what creates the anxiety. 
first, we need to pay attention to those thoughts and try to focus those thoughts on realistic expectations. You know, with regards to COVID, we all know ways to keep us safe. So we have to decide what feels right for us and what feels right for my family may be different than what feels right for another family. But I think what's important as we look forward, and I really appreciate this quote by Nelson Mandela, and he says, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man or woman is not the person who doesn't feel afraid, but it's he who conquers that fear. And I think that is such a profound message for people today who are dealing with so many changes in the world and also their very profound grief. And I think it's a wonderful, wonderful way to end the show. Thank you, Alyssa, for being here today. You are so welcome. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, on lifebank.org. We encourage you to subscribe and invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it. Thank you.